Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies. It is great to have you back on another episode. I have been really looking forward to this conversation with our guests today. Um, and I know that you all have been looking forward to it as well. And so I am so excited just to get to hear a little bit about what she does and kind of the behind the scenes of everything that goes into that. But I'll go ahead and just let her kind of jump in and introduce herself. So guest, if you kind of want to just tell us your name and then I guess in your own words, like what is your title, but also what is a little bit just of what you do? Like, how would you describe it? Yeah. Hi, Maddie. Um, So my name is Annie Brown and I am an anchor and reporter um, for a TV station in Lexington, Kentucky, ABC 36. Um, And I basically tell people's stories for a living. I have a deep passion for doing that. Um, And I love the community that I'm in. So um, it's truly a joy for me to do that. That's really awesome. And I, I hear you on the stories too. That's one thing that I think the Gen Z Girlies podcast is really about too, is getting to tell yeah. like, yeah, Gen Z stories and um, just kind of like get to see into people's careers a little bit and how you've been building that. So for this career that you have, when did you kind of get started into it, know that you wanted to do that? And then, yeah, from like knowing you wanted to do it to where you are now, what, what did some of those steps look like for you? Oh my goodness. So I kind of ended high school a little unsure of what I wanted to do. Um, I love writing and I love history. Those are my two favorite subjects in high school. And I remember my English teacher pulled me aside and she was like, Annie, have you ever thought of going for a journalism degree? That kind of is an intersection of, you know, recording history, but also writing and kind of taking creative license. And so um, that's kind of where the bug got put in my ear. It's kind of weird because I um, started out, I went to Asbury University. I started out as a journalism major. I actually switched it to music didn't like my music major, switched it back to journalism. Um, And then it took me forever. I was convinced I was just going to do print. So I just wanted to be a print journalist. Um, It took me until my sophomore year of college. One of my professors literally forced me in front of a prompter and like forced me to read it. And I absolutely fell in love with all things broadcast journalism. So it kind of just... um, you know, my professor described it like there's just a light bulb that came on, like a light bulb moment for me. And um, when I think back, like those are my like light bulb moments that made me think, wow, like this is what I want to pursue. This is what I love. Yeah, no, I think that light bulb moments are like such an important thing. And I love that. I think that you said like it's from high school kind of to like where you got now, like that you had like a number of them and they each kind of propelled you in like a slightly different direction. So you kind of found like where you're at now for sure. Yeah. 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 So when you're in this job now that you have as like a reporter, you're being an anchor, what does kind of like the day to day of that position look like? So for someone who, I mean, for me, but also our audience who probably really doesn't really know what they, that, that looks like or what the process is, 
kind of walk us through that, I guess, on what all goes into that. Yeah, so sometimes people underestimate a little bit about what broadcast journalism really looks like behind the scenes. Um, so I work a morning shift, so that means I'm in the newsroom by 4 a.m., oh, Wow. Um, and we go live starting at 5 a.m., so I'm the reporter for our 5 to 7 a.m. show. So before we go live, um, I am writing my story frantically like a maniac, <laughs> and I'm usually out live on location to present my story um, starting at 5 a.m., um, and it goes for two hours, our show does, so I'm live, I think, every 30 minutes normally, um, and so first there's that part of it, and then I go back to the studio and I anchor our 9 a.m. show. So um, I get with my producer and we write the stories for our 9 a.m. show. I kind of go through everything, get ready, anchor that one-hour show. And then I'm in our morning meeting where I tell everybody who's just come in for the day what's going on in the morning, what we need to follow up on. And then um, I write my story for our noon show, and I'm back out in the field reporting for our noon show. So um, it's a lot of in and out. Um, it's a lot of running around, crazily getting facts, talking to sources. Um, but it's very, it keeps me going. It's very energetic. Um, there's never a day where I'm just like sitting around with nothing to do, which I love. So. Yeah, that sounds like you're juggling a whole bunch of different, like different jobs within one kind of. Yeah. And yeah, as, yeah. yeah. Especially that you said 4 a.m. was when you get in there. That. <laughs> Yeah, that is dedication. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel leave like... around 1230? So oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, so you're really there for like a while. Oh, wow. That's a lot. So yeah, do you feel like all of that is like the hardest part of the job is like getting up the getting up early the juggling? Or do you feel like there's something else that you would feel like is the hardest thing that you kind of come up against? Or what does that look look like for you? If like the biggest like I guess the hardest thing that you have to deal with? I would definitely say it's probably, at least right now, and it does change based on what shifts you work, and I've definitely worked every single shift that you could possibly work. Um, I would definitely say it's getting up, um, because I get up at 2 a.m., oh, wow. <laughs> um, and I have to be in a full face of makeup, hair ready by 4 a.m. when I walk in the door. Um, so I definitely say the wake-up call is probably the hardest, but... Um, as I said, it's so energizing once you're in and there's so many things that you're doing and like trying to get done that um, I honestly like I get into this rhythm where I'm just tunnel vision to, to the end of the day, pretty much. Yeah, so. no, no, definitely. And I guess on the other side yeah. of that, if I guess like that's kind of the hardest part, um, like what would be, I guess, like your favorite part of the job or like what's been like one of your favorite stories that you've gotten to work with or like an accomplishment that you've gotten to really do in the job? Yeah, well, my favorite part of the day is always talking to people. So whenever I have live guests on the show I anchor, whenever I'm talking to a source, or even like just interacting with my coworkers on air, um, I would definitely say those are my favorite moments in the day-to-day. -day. Um, there are definitely some stories that I worked on um, that I'm incredibly proud of. Um, I have done a four-part series. Um, with a man who lives here in Lexington. His whole family lives in Ukraine. And kind of from the beginning of the conflict in Ukraine um, to the one-year anniversary, I've kind of periodically checked in with him um, and kind of watched as he processed, you know, his family being over there, losing friends in the war, 
um, I've kind of checked in on him, as I said, periodically, and it's been incredible, um, you know, watching his perspective grow and change. Um, so, I mean, that's an example of a story I'm incredibly proud of. But um, there are stories all the time that I do where um, I feel so grateful to be able to, you know, give a platform to these voices that need to be heard. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. I love the part about the, like the four part like journey and kind of like walking through him with that. I think that also like really speaks to like what you were saying just about like the storytelling and how that like kind of continues, which is really, really cool and very interesting kind of just, yeah, to get like a little bit of like insight into like what the behind the scenes kind of of your job look like and getting up at 4am and kind of all that that goes into that. So for, for someone else who might want to do your job with all the 4am and the juggling and all of that that goes into that. What are some tips that you would give someone who is like looking to kind of pursue a similar path that you've taken so far? Yeah, well, if you're still listening to this, and you're like, wow, this is what I want to do, then this is probably the career for you. Um, And you will have those moments when you like talk to people in this industry, um, where, you know, if you're still like thinking, wow, I love this, this is probably for you. Um, All I'm saying is, work really hard. Like that is, Mm. that is going to be what makes or breaks you. Um, You know, make as many connections as you can in the industry. Um, Know that you will be working, especially in your first job, you'll be working pretty much any and every shift (laughs) that you could possibly be doing. Don't get discouraged when it gets hard. There's some really tough days. Um, And just be like a sponge. Really um, take in the constructive criticism you get. You know, when I first started, I got a lot of constructive criticism to the point where I was almost like, wow, am I, am I doing okay that I'm getting all of this criticism? And it, it really was just that, you know, my mentors in my life were trying to help me. They were trying to help me get better. And you will constantly be sharpened. You will constantly be, um, you know, told things that'll help you get better. And just be receptive to them. And, you know, obviously if someone's being critical of you, that's different than constructive criticism, but, um, and you'll be able to recognize that, but take that criticism, thank the person for it um, and use it as a way to get better. Um, Every story, you know, you can look back and think, okay, how can I do this better? Um, So even when you're in college, even if you're in high school and you're thinking this is for me, you know, with every story you write or every story that you shoot and edit, um, use it as a way, watch it back, use it as a way, what can I do better next time? Yeah, no, I think those are great points. And I love what you said too, about just taking the feedback and really like continuing to learn from that, but also like, um, knowing the difference between feedback and criticism and like being able to kind of manage both sides of that, I think is a really hard lesson to learn, but I think like you were saying, very important. And I think also kind of jumping off of what you said about really just like having the work ethic and really going in and being willing to kind of do the hard shifts and the ones, the shifts that people might not want to do, but also just putting a lot of time and effort into that. I guess, how have you managed to kind of balance that with also having a life or like, what does that kind of balance look like for you with career and life and how that all works and how do you balance that? I have really had to fight um, to maintain my own space beyond work. So, um, and that means there are going to be days that you're going to have to stay late. 
um, way, way late. I have definitely worked 12 to 15 hours before having come in at 4 a.m. Um, but there are some days um, where you learn that, okay, it's important for me to stay. It's my duty to stay because there's a lot going on and there's something, you know, there's breaking news that's really crazy. Like yesterday was really crazy for everybody because of everything happening in Tennessee. Um, but there are some days where you have to put that aside and be like, you know what? I need this space for me. I need to take this day. Um, and so you just have to pick and choose and learn, um, you know, when I'm going to give a little bit more of myself and when I'm going to choose not to. And um, that's been a struggle for me. And it's really, um, I have to say, my first six months to a year of work, it, it took a toll on me because I was giving so much just to work and not balancing my life out with it. Um, but I try and put myself in a good rhythm, um, you know, try and, you know, when I get home from work, I try and do something for myself, whether that's the gym or walk or, you know, putting on Gossip Girl and just kind of zoning out, you know, um, doing those things. And then on the days that I do have off, and I've had some very strange off days, um, I try and plan fun things to do with friends or families or people that I know really care about me outside of work. Um, and so being extremely intentional about the time that you do have off has been, um, that would be my biggest advice. And that's been really crucial to me and to my mental health. So, yeah, no, I think, I think that's a great point to make for sure. And I guess like my question that I have for you, like within that, cause I agree that I think it's really important to really, um, make use of the time you have off and to kind of set boundaries for yourself and, um, to figure out what like those rhythms look like. I guess I think that one thing that I've heard from like a lot of people and even I guess in my own career that I've kind of felt like I've like, had a little bit of trouble navigating and kind of figuring out is how or what would your advice be on how to appropriately stand up for yourself with like setting those boundaries? Because I know that can be hard sometimes when um, you have employers or you have a job that make it really hard to set those boundaries. So I guess on your end, like what would that like look like for you if you felt like you were really needing to kind of push those boundaries for yourself? And like, how do you say, okay, I need to set aside this time for myself? You know, there's um, just days that I've had where I've had to walk into my boss's office and been like, you know what, I, I've got to leave. Like I have got to leave. I know that there's a lot going on. Um, but I think at the end of the day, and I think this goes for a lot of different jobs, um, when you work as a team, it's all going to balance out. Mm. So there's going to be someone else the next day that's going to need to go home early or, you know, go home on time, even though there's a lot going on. Um, and just to advocate your, for yourself and know um, that you are a hard worker, as long as you are a hard worker and you know that you do a good job when you're on the clock, um, you should feel validated to stick up for yourself when you're feeling that you're burnt out or that you can't do it one more second. Um, and so, yeah, just being able to stick up for yourself and even being able to say, I know I'm a hard worker. I know I'm a good worker, but this is just a day that I need to respect myself and my boundaries. And, you know, work boundaries are something that have to be learned. Um, and I think I learned them really quickly because I think um, in my industry, it's, very easy to um, get burned out really quickly. <laughs> and so um, I've had to learn those very quickly. And it's just like, hey, you know, I know that I've worked way overtime this week and I need some time for myself. Or, you know, hey, 
can I take a mental health day? This has been a really difficult week for me. Um, yeah, just work boundaries and learning how to stick up for yourself. Yeah, honestly, I think that you covered a, a lot of like really great points just in like that little section as well, because I think that like what you were saying about it, it just kind of goes back around to also like having confidence in yourself and knowing yourself yeah. and knowing that you are yeah. the best judge of your boundaries and that you know um, mm-hmm. where when you need to ask for time off. But also, you know, if you are, are a good worker and you know that you have the ability to do that and to kind of be self-aware yeah. of uh, the work that you put into a place. And also that um, on the flip side of that, too, though, is that I think you're also speaking to the fact of um, which I think is a trend we're starting to see in Gen Z. And I think it's a positive trend in like business and corp- mm-hmm. the corporate world is that there is a little bit more of back and forth as well. Like, yeah. I think it's good for us to remember too, you know, that these jobs that we're in, it's not, it is a two-way street um, is that you are working for this business, but at the same time, like you're working for this business and like you deserve to have mm-hmm. um, an environment that is healthy and a good place for you. And that good businesses and good employers will recognize that and recognize that when you're a hard worker and um when you need time off that that doesn't make you less of a worker but actually will help you work better um which I think is yeah yeah, which I think is a shift we're starting to see a lot more and I think is overall really positive and I think actually will lead to a lot of great changes so I think you had a lot of really good things you were touching on just like in that I guess area just in that little bit just in itself um but I think kind of with in that and like having the self-confidence to be able to advocate for yourself and also know kind of what, what you're doing in your business. How do you look at um, being successful in your work or like, does that look like worth ethic to you or kind of how does that look like um, for being, finding success in your work and where does that kind of lie for you? I think finding success in my work is kind of an intersection of my own work ethic and being proud of what I do, but also being happy with myself and who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of that goes into what you, we were just talking about confidence, you know, knowing that I'm good at what I do, knowing that I love what I do. Um, and so I think that's true, true success to me is being proud of my work, loving what I do and being confident that I'm good at what I do. Yeah, so. no, I love that. And I think, yeah. I think that's a, a great answer as well as it's like finding that confidence mm-hmm. in your work and knowing that you're doing well for sure. Um, and so I think we touched earlier a little bit kind of about how it can be, might be really easy to find some burnout in the job yeah. that you're doing, but also like finding that success and like what that looks like to you. So whether the answer is burnout or if it's something else, is there something that you feel like that you kind of like, actively have to overcome or like struggle with kind of like within your work or within your own life that is something you have to like work on to getting better in your career or whether that is the burnout or something else I would definitely say burnout is a real thing Mm -hmm. um something I'm it's in a lot of different careers it's something that we talk about in my industry quite a bit um but also you know news never stops Mm. and so you know while we do know when there are times, you know, there are times when I do need to take time off, but there are also days that, you know, are just mentally a little bit more difficult um, for me. It's difficult to get up at two in the morning sometimes. <laughs> um, it's difficult to walk in and know that you are going to be reporting on shootings and fires and deaths and, you know, things that are, are difficult to tell. Um, and so I think there's a level of, um, 
you know, burnout and difficulty there that you have to overcome. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to leave personal lives at the door, you know, when things are going on in your personal life and then you walk into the door and, you know, it's hard at work too. Um, But I guess my best advice there is just to keep pushing through. I've done a lot of hard things with a lot of hard circumstances going on in my own life um, this year. And I think it's made me stronger. And there are times, there are times, hear me when I say that you need to put up the boundary and say, okay, I need a day, but um, just keep pushing. Like that's what I would say. Just keep pushing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's so true. And I think kind of, I think a common theme that I'm hearing you kind of say just between all that too, is it really is about finding a balance. And sometimes that might look Mm -hmm. like it doesn't always mean that um, everything is 50, 50, but it might mean that some days you're giving 80% and another day, maybe you're Mm -hmm. giving 20%, but that at the end of the day, you know, Mm -hmm. it kind of all comes out to this place of where you keep taking that step forward, even when you might be tired and eventually you'll get somewhere, but figuring out when to rest as well. I think that is so important. And I think another important thing that, um, I really like to touch on too, on the Gen Z Girlies podcast is just when we're seeing kind of these careers and these lives that all of our guests, like you are kind of like building and how um, you've really managed to achieve quite a lot for um, just what you're doing and your age. And I think that's so amazing. And I love getting to, yeah. And I love getting to like, just tell those stories and kind of show others that that's possible. Cause I think that when we see other people that are like us doing the things that we want to do, we realize that there's so much more possibility out there than maybe we realized at first. Um, But another kind of concept that I love to touch on too is um, what do your like friendships and community kind of like look like within your life as well? And are there areas that you go to like build this up or um, I know friendship is a big thing that sometimes people struggle with finding friends or not quite knowing how Mm -hmm. to connect with people. So kind of where do you find your community and your friends and what does that look like for you? I have the strongest group of friends and I, I still live where I grew up. So I have a lot of friends um that I grew up with some of whom I even live with um so I friends and family are the most important people in my life they're the people that keep me grounded um the people who have supported me through so much and let me tell you they've they've been by my side for so much I have the strongest group of girlfriends you will ever ever have like you will ever hear of Mm -hmm. um and I think like I find my community through them, but I also like, I've made really strong friends at work just by reaching out, especially when new people come in, inviting them to come out. Um, I have found community at church, um, you know, again, just kind of reaching out to people and being like, Hey, I'm new here. Like, would you want to grab coffee sometimes? I know that's kind of awkward, but come on, we're adults. Um, And, you know, it, it actually has, made like I've actually made some good friends through that so never be afraid um to reach out and try and build your own community and I think um that's something that post-grad especially um is really hard to do you know is finding community outside of your work or outside of your friends circles um but yeah it never hurts to just like reach out and just say hey like do you want to come to me with it like come with me to this or you know do you want to do this um yeah, that's kind of how I met. That's how I met like one of my really good friends, actually, is we were working together and um, we got invited to go out with a bunch of people and neither of us knew anybody because we were really new. And we were like, hey, like, would you want to 
come? Like, would you want to like go together? We don't really know anybody here. And like, we're best friends now. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I've found my community. Um, yeah. Just make sure you got, you got a good supportive group of girls with you. Yeah. That's, my, <laughs> that's your takeaway. And I absolutely agree. No. And I think that's great. Just, yeah. um, those kind of ideas around like finding friends and like what that looks like and mm-hmm. having the confidence to ask someone to go with you, you know? And I like, yeah. having yeah. Being okay with going first and being the first person to reach out. Like, I think that's yeah. Such, yeah, such a great um, tip and something that once you start doing it, it gets more comfortable too. The first time, you know, it's a little uncomfortable, but you yeah. keep doing it and it, you become like a pro for sure. Yes. So and I will say if, well, and I will say, if you are doing, like, if you are in a job where you're really, like, pushing yourself, you're doing hard things, you're going to need a supportive group of people by your side. So, yeah, just saying. <laughs> well, that is a really good just saying. Um, and so as we're kind of, like, wrapping up just a little bit, another, like, as a mm-hmm. one of the last questions that I do also love to ask all of our guests, which I think is fun just for our audience to um, if they've made it this far and maybe they're interested in working uh, with your, like knowing, doing a similar job and they've loved kind of hearing about like where you've gotten and how you've gotten there. Um, what is something recently that you've kind of been interested in that you can share with our audience? Something that like for our audience, if they're looking for a new hobby or a new book to read, a new recipe, is there something that you've kind of been playing around with recently that has you really excited? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. You know, I'm it's not hard. sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really think I have anything that I've been doing. Um, yeah, really. I've been trying to eat healthier and, like, make cool recipes, like, <laughs> from Trader Joe's. I think that totally counts. But, I love a little Trader Joe yeah. recipe, so I totally get that. <laughs> well, no, that's a great yeah, answer. But that's, yeah, that's kind of who i have also, I will say, I have been very inspired by Selena Gomez recently. Um, I think she's just like, <laughs> we can we don't have to get into the whole controversy because <laughs> I think that's kind of silly. But just the way I've been like going back through, you know, all of her music um, and all of her, like I've been watching like old interviews and stuff with her and yeah. she's just so graceful, even amidst hardship and difficulties um and so she's been someone who's kind of inspired me recently I don't know if that's a good answer to your question but I I think that's a great (laughs) answer yeah I know and I totally agree actually I've been on a little bit of a Selena Gomez kick myself and so I I love that we all have (laughs) exactly yeah well yeah yeah. well thank you so much Annie for sharing that and also just being on the Gen Z Girlies podcast um I, I guess if our audience wants to connect with you kind of going forward, are there any good places yeah. they can reach out to you, whether that's Instagram, LinkedIn, what, what would some of those places be? Yeah, um, definitely reach out to me on my Instagram. Um, it's at Annie L. Brown. So really simple. Um, yeah, you can DM me, follow me, whatever. That's probably the best place to contact me. I am on LinkedIn, um, but yeah, I check Instagram more often, so. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Annie, for just taking the time to kind of share a little bit about your career and like everything that you've done yeah. to get there. Yeah, I hope I know. Yeah. Our, I don't hope I know our audience is just going to love hearing like your story and getting to know you a little bit. And we love getting to add you to 
our community as well of everyone that's been on the podcast. I know I was so excited for this conversation. So me too, yes, Maddie. Yes, really, I've so been good. so excited about this. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again. And for the Gen Z Girlies audience, um, if you're listening as well, you should definitely connect in with Annie Brown. But if you want to connect in further with the podcast, you can follow our Instagram, our Twitter, or our TikTok. It's at Gen Z Girlies Podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook. We don't post on there a lot, but I'm sure you can find us if you want. Um, and of course, we have lots of other episodes that you can dive into. And then the last one is, if you want to really get in touch, please feel free to reach out to our email, Podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear any suggestions, any um, ideas on topics, anything you want to say, we would love to hear it. Um, but thank you again, Annie, so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. Yes, I'm so excited for when your uh, episode will finally come out. So that will be super exciting. Um, but yes, for sure. But Gen Z girlies, this is Maddie and Annie signing off.